Hey, Healthy For Now listeners. We are on podcast number 21, but before we jump into the topics of B vitamins, which Chris and I both talked before this podcast that we learned a shit ton more about than what we originally learned way back in school and all that fun stuff. Chris had a birthday this week. I just want to say shout out to Chris. Happy birthday. Made it to 28. Hopefully you have like 88 more years. Who knows how long we live when that comes to that. But um, it starts with energy, right? The older you get, well, people say on. they have less energy. Let me ask you something. How, no. how, how old do you think you're going to be? When I die? Like realistically or joking? Both. I would say I'm going to die by 50. Well, that's kind of that's kind of messed up. Yeah, like 20 years from now. <laughs> but realistically, I think I'll probably pull out. What would you like to live to? Let me ask you that. Probably 75, 70, 75. I think after that, most people's lives start to decline. Granted, I take care of myself, so I could probably live life. I'm very You're cynical. You're healthy for now, fam. Right. I think I'm pretty cynical when it comes to death and that type of stuff. I'm just, it's just me. Because like, yeah. if you're not having a good quality of life, what's the point of being alive? No, I'm like, with it. Yes, you have those emotional connections. I don't have a family. So people are like, you don't have kids. You don't understand. Not yet. Right. I don't. But I look at it as if I can't do things that I want to do, if I can't have fun, if I can't live life the way I want to do it, that's not living. So I'm okay with passing at that point. Either way, probably 75 is my guess. I think that's a good I think that's the average anyway, around, I think guys. I don't, is I don't actually like, know what the, uh, what the average lifespan of a I think it's white guy 70, is. I know, I know men are slightly shorter. I sure. think it's 72 for men or 74 for women or 76 for women or something. That's because we do a lot of stupid shit, but Accurate. that is true. I should have died probably three times by now. Accurate. I'm pulling out one every 10 years. So I feel like if I survive mm-hmm. that, that's not bad. What do you, no, I think that's good. No, I actually, you got, I got, I got myself thinking right now. Like I never really think about experience every decade. I think we can live with that. What I, what I want to live to. Uh, you know, like I'm with you. I just want to live. You if know, I'm past 75, I'm hitting triple digits though. Like fuck that. Like I am. <laughs> oh, that was the first F bomb I dropped in three podcasts. That's not true. You just swore like, right. No, I said F bombs, big difference. Okay. Not as bad, but uh, no, I think triple digits would be pretty sweet, but I don't think many quality of life. I think I brought that up in a couple of podcasts ago. Your quality of life kind of depreciates over time. Anyway, we're not meant to live forever, but that's kind of where I'm at. And a lot of that, I mean, we can tie that right into the podcast that we're talking about. B vitamins is that you had on your notes. Like, what do I think of when I, yeah, what do you think of when you hear before you did the studying? What did you think of comes to mind when you when you hear B vitamins? Well, first I thought of like B12 injections because mm-hmm. my patients ask about that all the time. They're like, "What do you think about B12 injections?" I was like, "Well, I think if you supplement with B12 properly, then you don't have to worry about going to the doctor to get these injections once a week, once a month, however long uh, you like you as a patient particularly need it." But energy in general is a big deal. And I know that the older you get, the less energy you have. And I was thinking when doing all my research is that because our bodies need more nutrients as we get older, because things start to wear and tear. So are we just not getting the proper nutrition as we get older? Because one, we might care less. Two, you stop working out or you stop moving. So you think that you can kind of slack on nutrition. Who knows? There's so many different reasons. But um when doing the research, like all of these have to deal with 
energy to some level, some extent. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that there's a bunch of B vitamins. They call it like, it's a complex. They all work together and they all slightly do little different things. But ultimately energy seems to be the baseline of all of them, especially B12. I know that I take the supplement that I was talking about that I take for my multivitamin, the pack that I do has, I think it's like 12,000% of what I need in a day, just because when your body uses it, it's all these are water soluble. So you pee them out if you don't need it, or the exact opposite, if you're done using it, you won't know. So you can always supplement more with that. So I've noticed that when I do take this consistently, I don't have those crashes midday. I don't have those crashes at the end of the night. And part of that is because all these B vitamins are really high in this particular uh, multivitamin that I take. And I do notice when I skip a day is that it's just like, holy shit, I am mentally drained. But part of that stress in general, but out like the lunch hangovers, like after you eat lunch, you just feel like you need to go to food coma. Never had that when I'm consistently on this stuff, which is great, especially when you have half your day and take a three hour break between 12 and three to see patients. And then you're working late and you're like, holy crap, I don't need that nap. I don't want that nap. I want to keep rocking. Accurate. Yo, I mean, so some, some of these B vitamins have to do with, you know, I mean, a lot of them, like you said, they, they all play a factor. They all play a role and they're all pretty much tied together. And, um, you know, you can get it from different sources, but um, I was looking not to dive ahead too far, but I know that uh, vitamin B7 plays a role of, blood glucose and insulin resistance and those sorts of things. So um, if you're taking a complex you know, uh, and, and supplementing with B vitamins in some sort of fashion, also getting them from your diet, I think you're doing the right thing is because everyone hates that. I hate that crash. And that's the way I eat. That's why I eat the way I eat as far as my, my own choice. And when I talk to my clients and explain how I eat um, so they can get some perspective, because there's nothing worse than an afternoon crash in energy uh, because you ate like dog shit, to be honest. Right. And it, it happens to everybody. Like not one person is perfect, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can avoid it. It's avoidable for mm-hmm. most reasons. Now, you're always going to have some day where you crash. Not everything's perfect, but who knows? But yeah, well, you want to jump right in? Besides fun fact, you brought up the one B vitamin that I happened to uh, not research. You said well, B7. I well, no, so every time I did a little bit of like, you know, you, you search, you just do a Google search or Google Scholar, find in some stuff. And B7 tends to get left out for some reason. And that's a really popular one. People know what biotin is. They know that it has to do with your skin and your nails and your hair and those sorts of things. But um yeah, it'll, it'll list all the B vitamins and be like, there's eight B vitamins. And I'm like, why well, count seven? I don't understand. <laughs> Where's the, yeah. What am I, I missing? Get, I don't get how they have number. They're, they're eight B vitamins. Why, why do we have 12? Like, um, and there's also, well, there's no B4, right? I'm no, not sure. There's no B4. There's no 10 or 11. Which well, I, I assume that has to do with their chemical structure. Could be. A lot of that was focused on that with the research. Everything that I, every, like every document or every article that I looked at dealt with, this is the structure. This is what it looks like. This is mm-hmm. what it's, and that, because every time these B vitamins will break up in a different way by a different substance. So mm-hmm. I think three of them dealt with breaking up in the stomach acid just because. It yeah, they all, they all play a, a factor form. in, in, they all play a factor in metabolism in, you know, anabolic and catabolic 
you know, so what has to do with your energy. And so was it theamine or thiamine? How do you say that? Thiamine. thiamine? That was That's... another thing. Every video that I watched, someone pronounced it differently. So we are not going to mess that up. You yeah. can't be wrong. Um, that one has I to do. I was taught with... thiamine. I, I don't actually, I don't ever, I just don't ever pronounce them. I just choose not to. So I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> you can't mess up saying B1. Accurate. Accurate. Well, let's let's dive into that one. What do you know about B1? What do you think is important to share about the first B vitamin? So before doing my research, I kind of, I made notes and I wrote down what I thought I remembered from it, from learning the first time, just to compare and contrast. But the first thing that I thought of was like, okay, Krebs cycle. I remember I mean, Krebs cycle. Anyone who has to learn the Krebs cycle hates everything about the Krebs cycle. <laughs> Because it, it's the main way that we have aerobic respiration. Pretty much we use oxygen to create energy, energy ATP. So I remember thymine was a lot in that, and that deals in the Krebs cycle. And that pretty much is a precursor or it's a catalyst that kind of helps break things up in different aspects of the cycle to produce more ATP. So it deals with like cleaving off uh, or cutting off different amino acids or polypeptide chains and that type of stuff. But ultimately, I remember that it was energy and I remembered Krebs cycle because it's drilled in your head. It's miserable. But I didn't know that it can help with mental focus and it can help you with memory loss, not having more memory loss, but having less memory loss. So that made me think, okay, so it's a, it deals with the nervous system too. And then a couple other, like like we talked about before, all of these pretty much do the same they thing kind in of a slightly different way. But um when it comes to the nervous side of things, I think it was B9, but either way. So it dealt with the sheath or like the epithelial mm. cells of like regeneration. So mm. in the nervous system, when I think of memory loss, I think of synapses not happening. So like what I mean by synapse is the brain is gonna tell your arm to twitch. So you put your hand on a hot stove and you need to pull it up, pull it back as fast as possible. That's a reflex. So what happens is that your brain sends a synapse, sends a chemical or a message through your nerves to pull that hand off. So without these B vitamins, you can't have that quicker reaction. And that's the difference between burning yourself and not burning yourself. So there's something to do with the brain so, chemical makeup. So take vitamin B1 so you do not burn your hand on the stove. That is the big takeaway. No, what he's saying, what he's saying is, and this is going to be a repeat, but um, healthy self-function. That's what we talked about it last time on the last podcast. Healthy self-function has to do with optimizing the process and making sure you're not deficient in these sorts of things. If you eat a healthy meal plan for the most part, you know, what we described last time, you're in good shape. Doesn't hurt to supplement. We talked about that too. Um, you know, in playing into the nervous system, um, what I found is, and it's kind of the same thing is, you know, proper muscle function. So, and that's what Eric just said is you want to be able to quickly react to things. So if, in my perspective, if you're training, you know, like you want proper muscle function and if you're deficient in these sorts of things, you might not know, you might not be aware. Um, so I guess where can, do you have any notes on where people can get vitamin B1 from other than supplementation? Uh, oatmeal is a really big one. Uh, flaxseed, different types of uh, like chia seeds and all that stuff, as well as brown rice is really high in B1 or thiamine or however you want to talk about it. 
Um, now we do not naturally produce this in our body. So we have to get it from foods or supplementation. I'm like we talked about before, I'm a firm believer. Or I'm a bigger believer in eating properly. So you don't have to supplement as much. So oatmeal is a really simple breakfast. You can put nuts in it. You can put fruit in it. There's so many different things that you can do to flavor that up because oatmeal by itself is boring. But if it's one thing that helps you with energy to start your day off, why not go with an oatmeal breakfast? At least that's what I saw. Because you can even put all those together. Maybe not rice and oatmeal, but flaxseed you can put in there. Yeah, I've done it. I'm, I'm with it. Yo, oatmeal, I'm, I'm all for it. Ashlyn puts flaxseed in her smoothies. So, I mean, you can get it in all different ways. Yeah, it's good fiber. For sure. Um, I did see one thing that, um, so there was, you need 0.1 milligrams of B1 for every 1,000 calories of carbs that you produce. And that a lot of times when you're deficient in that is because you're eating more carbs than allowing the B1 to help kind of allow those carbs to be digested properly. So alcoholics have a huge deficiency in B1 because there are a lot of carbs in beer, a lot of, a lot of liquor and all that stuff. So when you don't have the right amounts of B1, those carbs aren't processed properly and kind of don't break down. Therefore, you can get larger, diabetes comes in and nerve pain and all that other fun stuff if you don't have enough B1. So I thought that was pretty interesting that then again, alcoholics have a lot of problems with B1 or all the B vitamins, all of them were just like alcoholics. I'm like, oh, interesting. Share this with some family. <laughs> but yeah, um, did you did you look at this? This was the only one that didn't have like meat, leafy green vegetables. It was the only one that I thought that I remember being different where all the other ones were different types of foods. Or all of the other ones were the same type of food. You know, I don't have those notes in front of me, to be honest with you. Um, I gotcha. Well, I have them for all of them, so we're good. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. But uh, B2, the second one. Were you done with B1? Did you have any more notes? No, I, I think we kind of covered it. You know, my notes had to do with, it plays a role in helping your body, right? It says, my notes exactly where it enables the body to use carbohydrate as energy. And that's exactly what Eric just said. Uh, it's essential for glucose metabolism, you know, and fatty acid, fatty acid synthesis. Um, we've, we've covered everything, man. Let's, let's dive into number two. Uh, riboflavin, mm -hmm. E2, the fun one. Um, they're all fun. Let's be real because they all deal with the same type of stuff. So what I found where you can get this stuff, you can also get these in grains, like we talked about before, the flaxseed and the oatmeal and the brown rice, but dairy and plant-based diets are really high in riboflavin. So if you eat a bunch of spinach, a bunch of kale, as well as egg yolks, red meat, and oily fish. So the big thing is oily. So like the fish produce this mucus to kind of keep them, because when I think of oily fish, I think of colder temperature waters, and then that oil kind of insulates and doesn't allow them to freeze, which is a big thing oh, for the fish. And um, I guess with B vitamins, there's a lot of those in like the fatty acid aspect of stuff too. And this one helps maintain tissues in the body and tissue by tissues. I mean, anything that deals with your skin, anything that deals with your muscles, collagen builds up a bunch of stuff. So without the proper B2, sometimes your skin won't heal or you'll have wound, like you'll have scars on your skin that keep breaking open and they don't heal properly. That's not saying that you can get rid of scars, but ultimately if you have the right amount of B2 or riboflavin, then that can help with wound healing. 
which I thought was pretty cool, as well as more energy. I'm with it. So what I found about B2 is that, and this is what goes for some of the other ones, is it helps mobilize um, B6 and B9. So it's going to play a factor in that. And that's, you know, where this, when people supplement with B, B vitamins or a lot of these, if you look at, so I was looking, I was feeding my niece like a sandwich earlier and I was looking at the bread and a lot of these kind of come in, not all of them, but like threes and fours. They're all usually, if they come in the grains, like those are the ones you're going to have. Um, this important for eye health. And then at the same time, this is one of those that gets uh, flushed daily. So you don't really necessarily keep much, if any, I guess, uh, you know, stored in your body. From the research I saw, B12 was the only one that our body stores and they stores it in muscle. But we'll get there. Um, I thought something interesting about it was this one was the only one that light destroys. So when it's, so it's sitting in the complex of whatever food you're eating. So if this is sitting on a shelf, so bread for a perfect example, bread sitting, plastic, sunlight, any type of light is going through that, it breaks down B2. So the longer that the light is hitting it, the less nutritious, more or less it is for us. I thought that was pretty interesting but you hit it right on the head. It helps activate all the other B, B vitamins like B6 and B9, which is pretty cool, as well as um, helps with pregnancy. It battles like preeclampsia, which I guess is a really big deal now. Uh, I treat pregnant people in my office and it uh, seems like, I've only been in practice two years, but it seems like I hear more about eclampsia or preeclampsia and B2 can actually help with that. Hmm. Um... There was a, a study done. I, I didn't dive into you know the deep, deep senses just because what I kept reading over and over is that there's a couple of these vitamins that more studies have been done on, and there's a, and the rest uh, not necessarily fully proven. You know, you have to do a lot of studies to to fully say, hey, this does this, or this helps with this. But one study did say that a high dose of B2 can help reduce migraine headaches. Uh, frequency, not necessarily intensity. So I think the numbers were in the study, they would have like four migraines a month. And then when they supplemented with B2 at a pretty high dose, because uh, most of these vitamins are, are safe at a high dose, because uh, like Eric said, they are water soluble, but uh, it, it like reduced it by half essentially. So for, you know, migraine headaches compared to two migraine headaches a month, I mean, that's a big deal. So I don't get headaches or migraine headaches, my sister-in-law does. I know a lot of people who do, and I know they're pretty detrimental to your days and just, you know, your quality of life. So, um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Before we move on, I've got a patient that she, um, she's been coming in for about six months now and her headaches used to be every day. Now she's giving about five to six a month, but I wonder Ooh. if she, and she's like, I am so thankful that I only have six a month where she was getting it just about every day. Yeah. I'm going to have her that, increase B2 and see if that helps at the last little bit. That's what's up. Yo. See, look, we learn from each other. Eric's out here changing lives, y'all. If you got if you got headaches, you got issues, yo, go see Dr. Eric. He's going to snap you into place in a good way and get you feeling and, and feeling good. One thing I saw um, on social was, I'm sure it's something you've shared before, but um, I, I get adjusted once in a while. I'll, I'll message Eric and be like, Hey, can you help me out? Um, just cause you know, from, from weight training and moving my body, I just can kind of tell when I really am out of alignment or something. But, uh, so a chiropractic is a lifestyle 
it's not necessarily a treatment. So just to emphasize that from someone who doesn't necessarily get adjusted very often, get yourself taken care of most of the stuff. And this is why we're talking about vitamins is has to do with proactive health. Just thought I'd throw that extra in there because uh, it's really important for people to continue to hear that. For sure. I talk to, I talk about my job as a lifestyle. I don't really say I have a job. I say I'm a chiropractor because I have to practice what I preach. And I mean, I can potentially get a patient anywhere. It's like, I I'm out in public. I'm talking to people. What do you do? What do you do? That type of stuff. So I'm always living it. So I don't, I think that that's how you should live your life anyway. You shouldn't be pissed at what you do. I'm excited to be a chiropractor. I'm happy to We're open We're pretty blessed though, man. Yeah. You and I are not everyone's blessed. like that. But hey, not everyone's like that. Not accurate. But either way, let's jump into D6. Pyridoxine. Uh, let's see. What did I look up for this one? Let me pull my notes back up. Um, this one, what, going back to my realm of being a chiropractor, neurotransmitters deal with most people have heard of serotonin or dopamine. Those are like the feel-good feel good neurotransmitters or hormones. Um, those are made up of pyridoxine. So those B6 kind of helps make these neurotransmitters that make us feel good. I, help us sleep, make us feel good. Like if you work out, dopamine's released. If you do any physical activity, dopamine's released. So if you're wanting to keep like the runner high, for a small example, if you have a runner's high and then you don't have the right number B6, you're probably not going to get that runner's high because you can't, you can't produce enough of that particular neurotransmitter to make a difference, which I thought was pretty interesting. I didn't, I didn't learn this one as much in um, chiropractic school, but I did know that a lot of the one thing that I did remember is that a lot of foods that involve this are the inactive form, where if we don't have the other nutrients, like you talked about with B2, B2 activates B6. So if we don't have the right number of B2, B6 is kind of pointless if you're getting it in an inactive form, because that's what kind of helps it translate to what our body needs to use. But what'd you get on that one? Oh, that's fine. Cool. As well as it helps with um, fluid retention. So if it's being activated in our body, it can think of like a water pill, helps bring fluid out of your kidneys, organs, however you want to pooling in the lower legs. So the pyridoxine B6 can help with that as well. But what do you have? This is one of those that I was messing with my brother yesterday. I was like, hey, man, you know, all those energy drinks that we drink all the time. Yo, I was like, do you know what B vitamins do? He's like, yeah, not really. I was like, not shit. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of a, it's a marketing ploy in those sorts of like energy drinks, Red Bull, Monster. I literally have a supplement right here and I was looking at it and I was like, all right, so one serving gets me uh, three and a half milligrams of B6. That's 205%. And then 24 micrograms of B12, that's a thousand percent daily value. So, I mean, oh, and then you've got niacin too, which is uh, B3, which we haven't yet talked about. Um, that one's four milligrams and there's only 25%. So it's just one of like, I was looking at, I bought a, what's that brand? Uh, the Monster Rain, whatever. Um, energy drink the other day and I was looking at the back and I was like I've never really looked at this can and been because I, I buy it for the caffeine right and then maybe the aminos um but 
I was like, I never really looked at like the B vitamins as like super helpful. And I was like, this, like this can't like is bullshit. Like this is all <laughs> marketing. And I, I knew it in the back of my head and you've kind of gotten on me a little bit about energy drinks early on in this, when I was sipping on one during our podcast and uh, Eric's not like a huge caffeine guy and I definitely am. So and that's usually why I'll supplement with those sorts of things. But um, as far as the B vitamins go, <laughs> you get them from your food most of the time. Uh, but uh, let's let's jump into so B6 where you can get them. I found is uh, poultry, fish, potatoes, chickpeas, bananas. I eat all those things. So didn't know that bananas. I really don't need two hundred percent from this scoop of powder, but. Uh, we, we can dive into vitamin B3 if you yeah, want to. Go ahead. Um, that is niacin. Am I saying that one correctly? Yes, you are. All right. So you can get that from meat, fish, milk, eggs, nuts, green, leafy vegetables, beans, enriched breads, and cereals, those sorts of things. Um, and then I also found that the body can make the B3 vitamin from tryptophan, which is amino acid. So tryptophan is in turkey and thanksgiving's coming up that's that's most only people think like the only thing my dad would ever reference is like oh there's a lot of tryptophan in turkey you know like <laughs> gonna make you sleepy I'm like do you even know what tryptophan really is doesn't matter he knows that it makes you sleepy <laughs> accurate but yeah no i tryptophan uh i kept hearing that a bunch or reading that a bunch hearing that reading that doesn't matter um i kept seeing that a bunch when i was looking up I didn't make a note on which ones, but I think there were a few of them that dealt with tryptophan can be broken up into certain B vitamins. And it's all about the activated form, whether you're cleaving off this particular peptide, this particular amino acid, this particular branch, this particular whatever, but everything is needed in the body. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we're trying to get across to that. All of these are important. Um, and then also found that vitamin B3 can be used to help help treat cholesterol in high doses um as part so like you know they, they all play a factor like eric just said is there's a lot of nuance i guess you could say to these sorts of things because you know you you tweak one um molecular substance changes changes the whole ball game um and, and everything from there all right, so Chris brought up a good point about the cholesterol aspect. I hear so many patients talk about cholesterol, um, HDLs, LDLs, bunch of stuff when it comes to, oh, my, I went in and my, my blood pressure was really high and then my triglycerides were high and my cholesterol was high and like B3 can potentially help with that. Not saying that that's the only cause of those being high, but maybe you can supplement a little bit and have a little wiggle room along with doing some other things. But um, yeah, so B3 is important, just like all the other ones. And we are about halfway through all of these. We have five, seven, nine, and 12 left. And we've done the other half. And we're coming up on around a little over half an hour right now. So we want to respect your time as well as ours. So we are going to cut this one off. And we are going to continue next week with the other half. And you're going to have, and it gives me more time because I completely skipped B5. So I'm going to do research on that as well as get back to you on the other ones. And I know Chris is going to have a good birthday weekend and we will be back with you next week. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, ask us some questions. We're here for you. Have a good weekend, everybody.